Welcome to the Diocesan Digest, a news outlet for the Episcopal Diocese of Oklahoma. I'm your host, Sarah Smith, Staff Associate for Church Growth and Development. In these short episodes, we will share the latest news, ministry stories, clergy, spotlights, and much more about the Diocese of Oklahoma each week. If you or your congregation wants to share a ministry story or other important news item, or even a particular topic you want to see covered on the podcast, please contact me at smith at epiok.org. before we jump into this week's interview. There are a couple of job openings and transitions available in the diocese that I want to mention. First, Grace Church Yukon is looking for a part-time student minister. St. Crispin's Camp and Conference Center is looking for medical staff for the summer. And lastly, there are two clergy positions open, one in Lawton at St. Andrews and one in McAllister at All Saints. For more information about the clergy positions, please contact Canon Michael via email at canonmichael at epiok.org. And for more information on the others, please reach out to me or check our website announcements for more information. Also, it's May, y'all, which means tornado season, so please be weather alert. Make sure you are mindful of what's going on outside, keep your phones nearby, and that weather app up to date. Also, for parishes and churches, if your building does experience damage due to weather, please contact us at the diocese and report it to our disaster response team coordinator, Paul Snyder. Okay, so this week on the podcast is my conversation with Father Sean Eckberg, rector of the Church of the Resurrection in Oklahoma City, and Tyler Davis, the director of development for the Episcopal Diocese of Oklahoma. Sean and Tyler spearhead the planning and coordinating of the annual Bishop's Cup Golf Tournament fundraiser. All proceeds from the tournament go toward funding the ongoing projects at the Diocese Camp and Conference Center St. Crispin's. In this episode, we chat about the history of the Bishop's Cup and what folks can expect from this wonderful fellowship and fundraising opportunity. We look forward to seeing y'all out there and hope you enjoy this conversation. Here's my chat with Father Sean and Tyler. All right, who wants to give me the history of the Bishop's Cup golf tournament fundraiser? Uh, the history of it, we, we were having a clergy conference uh, in 2015. It was my first one as a priest. And uh, the bishop looked over at Tom Dahlman and I, and he said, Eckberg, Dahlman, throw me a golf tournament. Apparently, he's been asking to do this for like eight or nine years, and no curate has been dumb, I mean, uh, uh, equipped enough to, to actually do it. And so Tom and I got together later that night, and we, we talked about, you know, possible places and kind of what we wanted to do and format and all that good stuff, and that next week, I remember I, I got a, a course lined out after I got with his assistant to figure out, uh, with the bishop's assistant to figure out his, his availability. Called Tom, made sure he was available. And then we, we started plugging away. At first, we thought we were only going to make like, you know, three $4,000. That's, 
you're only going to make a few grand. It's fine. Let's just get together and play some golf and have some fellowship with Episcopalians. And I thought, well, that's cool. So we started, you know, with whole sponsors at a thousand and T box sponsors at 250. And the team registration was really low because most, most tournaments, it costs you like a hundred bucks to play each. And so I was like, ah, let's make it affordable for people. Right. So teams were 250. And then the first hole sponsor came in. It was, it was actually Cassidy school was my, was our first hole sponsor for the Bishop's cup at a thousand dollars. And I thought, thank, thank you, Nathan Sheldon. Right. Thank you, Nathan Sheldon. Yeah. I thought, man, that's amazing. We have a thousand dollars. A month later, we already had $10,000 and it was like, what is happening right now? So, you know, I start contacting the leadership council at St. Crispin's, um, Jeff Houston reached out, said, Hey, there's a leadership council. You know, we're, we're trying to spread communications and, and support Mike and Joanne and their efforts. And we heard about what you're doing. How can we help? And so from then it just kind of flew. People were volunteering. People were calling other people to get money in. And before you know it, that, that first year, I think we had 24 teams and we raised like 25 grand net. It was, it was just, it was great. It blew away all expectations. How did you decide what you're like raising the money for? Who it was going to go to? So at that point, um, we were starting phase one. I say we, I was like all of two months in. The Episcopal Diocese of Oklahoma and the bishop uh, were starting phase one of uh, St. Crispin's, the whole renovation and remodel process and, and construction, new construction that's gone out there. And while they had all that funded, what they didn't have were tables for the dining room or chairs for the dining room or pots or pans or anything like that. And so the bishop said, you know, we could use this money to, to fund those tables and chairs. Let's see how much we can get. And so we did. And then the next year it was, well, we've got, you know, lodging, uh, we, things that we need to replace mattresses and stuff like that. So let's see if we can do that. So it's, it's really been, uh, a part of helping get the furnishings for these, for these new construction projects. Tyler, when did you come on board as the director of development and what has your role been in making this even bigger. I uh, I was hired in February of 2018, so in the midst of kind of the planning for last year's Bishop's Cup. And I didn't have a huge role in it. I helped, uh, Tom was in charge of it last year. Sean had taken a step back to kind of focus on resurrection. And so Tom stepped up and said, you know, I'll go ahead and do it. And um, he kind of did a lot of the, the the donations and working with the donors and sponsors. Um, I came on and just helped um, minimalistically, um, just trying a small part to kind of understand what was going on. I think that what I've brought this year, um, Sean and I have kind of tag teamed this tournament and really um, tried to make it something a little bit more grand. Um, I think every year we look at the tournament and we want to make it better than it was last year. And we really want it to be a premier golf tournament um, in the state of Oklahoma. And I think when you look at some of the great golf tournaments, you're looking at tournaments that have great sponsors that provide awesome swag and goodie bags. And I think that's what we tried to accomplish. So this year, all the players will receive a Nike Dry Fit Polo. Um, we have some awesome sponsors. Um, one of them is the Golfer's Journal. They provide the publication every year. Um, that we put into the goodie bags. We have some incredible golf balls, golf tees, 
and we really just try to make the experience for our teams um, very high so that they want to come back year after year. I actually would add, we, we have a couple of sponsors worth naming in terms of um, St. Augustine's uh, did become the long, the, long, the long drive, the driving range and putting green sponsor GH2. along with GH2. Uh, and those were both um, $1,500 sponsorships each. And then a uh, personal point of pride, the Episcopal Church of the Resurrection sponsored the polos. And that was, a, that was a, nice, a nice chunk of change to be able to do that as well. Yeah, and along those same lines, we have institutions um, that are connected with the uh, Episcopal Diocese. And they've all been huge supporters of the tournament um, from all of our uh, schools, our senior living centers, and just institutions that are connected. Um, they've been um, integral in making sure that this tournament is successful every year. So, Where is the event this year? The event this year is going to be held at the Golf Club of Edmond. It's off of Covell, just west of I-35. Um, we try to rotate the tournament in between Oklahoma City, Tulsa, and somewhere in between. We want, we, our diocese covers the entire state, and so we want to make sure that you know we, we give every single um, church, institution, parishioner an opportunity to come and play in the tournament. Or if you don't want to play, you can just come out and walk the course, um, see some familiar faces. Most times we have beautiful days, and so it's nice to just be outside and see what's going on around um, others. It's a, it's a wonderful fellowship opportunity. Um, the location, the address is 4001 Fairfax Drive, Edmond, Oklahoma, 73034. Um, it's a great little course. Um, they've really helped us this year on setting it up and making it um, much grander than we've had in the past. I'd also say if you are playing, uh, registration begins at 7.30 and you'll get free breakfast, free coffee, and then uh, free driving range, you know, and putting. You can do that for about an hour. Shotgun starts at 8.30. And then after the tournament, we're feeding everybody lunch. We'll have some door prizes and first, second, third award prizes. And then you're on your way. How many teams are signed up? Right now we have 25 teams signed up, which is the highest we've ever had. Uh, and they range from all over the state. So we've got we've got at least seven or eight teams from Tulsa. We've got teams from... Enid and teams from Shawnee, teams from Oklahoma City, of course, uh, teams from Lawton, Ada. I mean, all over the place. Yeah, it's really it's it's well represented. It's a it's a nice nice gathering. So did we did we choose golf tournament because Bishop Ed loves golf? Because golf is like his thing. We chose golf tournament because Bishop Ed said Eckberg Dalman, throw me a golf tournament, and he wears a big hat, and I do what he says. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think it's something that we should point out. Um, we've done this. This is now our fourth year, and we are going to surpass over $100,000 net raised for this tournament that will benefit St. Crispin's, and that goes out to all of our sponsors and the teams that continue to participate on an annual basis. Um, from everyone here at the office and at St. Crispin's, we just want to say thank you um, for being a part of this special tournament that continues to grow on, a, on an annual basis. Do y'all have any good memories or stories to share with everyone about the Bishop's Cup? There have been funny moments throughout this whole tournament um, and, and all three years, and I imagine there's going to be a few good stories for the next year for the, for the one that's coming. I remember in particular 
I was on a putting green. I was watching uh, the next group tee off. Uh, we were putting around. We were just waiting on him to tee off this guy. He gets up and he addresses the ball, and he hits the ball, but it goes laterally, like literally sideways, hits the wooden tee box, and flies back over towards me. And that was the year that the worst swing award was born. We ended up giving him uh, this this person, this wonderful, beloved person who shall rena- remain unnamed. We gave him an old beater uh, three wood out of my bag. It's like, I never use this anymore, but I feel like you need it more than I do. And uh, so that tradition continues and we've continued to give uh, the worst worst swing prizes and we also have uh, the lowest the highest scoring team prize as well I would say since last year was kind of my first tournament um, I think that the team that um, made the tournament even better than it was the year before was um, Debbie um, and her team Um, it was they they got their shirts made they had custom hats and um, she will go on record and say they did not utilize their mulligans appropriately. <laughs> um, and she is looking for revenge this year. They're signed up. and um, But I think, and I may be wrong, Sean, but they were the last place team. And they ended up getting um, ball grabbers. So in case their ball was in the water, which I believe it was. Um, they, they are wonderful sports. They come out. They have a really good time. And I think that they kind of... Um, it shows what this tournament is all about. Uh, it's not a matter of whether you're a pro, amateur. You come out, you have a good time with those that you love being around in nature. So, and you, get, you get to meet some new people too, some some Episcopalians around the diocese that you might not see at convention if you're not ever there or at St. Crispin's if you're not there. It's just a new networking way to kind of hang out and have fun. Uh, I remember there was a person on Debbie's team, you were asking for funny stories, that shall remain nameless as well, who at one point was on a tee box swinging her club around the top of her head and screaming, woo, before as the rest of her team rooted her on. And then she hit the ball and it was probably the best hit I think I saw all day. Yeah, it was perfect. You know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, where on social media can we find pictures and videos or things that people can look up after the fact or even right now yeah so we have a facebook page um, specifically for the bishop's cup so it's epi um, OKTBC. Um, you can look up the bishop's cup and we have our logo on there also the diocesan facebook page and um, um, facebook page and web page will have all that stuff as well so come out and play guys we will see you on may 11th at the Edmund Golf Club. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us, y'all. Be sure to sign up for the Diocesan Newsletter at our website, epiok.org slash newsletter. And follow us on all of our social media platforms to stay up to date on what's going on in the Episcopal Diocese of Oklahoma. See y'all next week, and peace be with you.